obey God. He can multiply you in the midst of the worst circumstances of life and grant you favor. Even in the middle of famine, when everyone else is decreasing, losing, and going under, you can be prospering, increasing, and multiplying. Let's listen to Dr. Dixon as she shares how to reap a harvest in the midst of crisis. Well, bless the Lord. I want to say to you today, do not fear in this time and in this hour that it seems like there's shortage everywhere, all around someone is going through something very devastating, a crisis of the time, sort of reminds me of the Bible days that it talked about the different famines. In other words, it's a part of life to experience the timing of life when you find that there's nothing there and seems like everything is it's just empty on every turn, you know? And I have found that when I look at life and I see things happening like they're happening today, that's when I really want to hear what heaven is saying. You know, everybody on the, well, what's going on? Well, what's happening? Because it's a time of such intense difficulty and trouble everywhere. Oh my God. And it seemeth as though even danger. (laughs) Yeah, a lot going on in this hour. So it reminds me of the famines that were in the Bible because it was extreme scarcity of food and the drought that they would have many times. It resulted in famine throughout the regions. And so there was shortage and there was scarcity and there was lack and there was want and there was deficiency. Similar to like we're seeing today in this hour of crisis. Sounds like some of the same thing going on. They just called it a famine at that time. But it's the same definition of what's going on today that we're seeing in the land. That there is difficulty, trouble, danger, scarcity. And, you know, another word for crisis is catastrophic. You know, a critical point, a turning point. Time for a turning point. Time for some changes, a decisive uh, turning points to make some changes for the new normal. And I just can't get away from it because I sense it and I have an assignment to prepare you on how to get to these places and how to land on your feet. Well, today I want to talk about how to reap a harvest in the midst of crisis, how to move from that place of danger, that place of intense difficulty, that place of where the enemy is saying you're not going to have. And it's a critical point and so much going on and it's catastrophic in many areas. I'm saying to you, it's time for a decisive turning point. So we're going to talk about how to reap a harvest in the midst of this crisis. You know, in Genesis, the 26th chapter, that's a scripture that talks about a time when there was a great famine in the land. And I thought about what's going on in our land today. Such a great crisis going on. Just intense and difficult times. And there had been a drought for many years and the people were struggling to survive. God told Isaac to take a step of faith and plant his crops anyway. You know, in this hour, God will tell you to take a step of faith and just believe him and obey his instructions. Anyway, now it didn't make sense. There was no way to water the crops. It looked like it would be a waste of time. So as it could have said, God, have you seen the conditions lately? Have you checked the weather report? Doesn't that sound like us today? Do you realize it hasn't rained in years? Nothing is going to grow. Isaac could have looked at things in the natural and talked himself right out of it. But instead, Isaac had a bold obedience. Scripture says in this difficult time, in this time of intensity and catastrophic things going on, in the midst of it, He did what God said. He took a bold step of obedience. And the scripture says, in the midst of the famine, he sowed a seed in the land. 
in the midst of crisis, sow a seed in the land. I can imagine his friends saying, Isaac, what in the world are you doing? You realize nothing is going to grow in a drought? But Isaac didn't get discouraged. Mm -mm. He didn't listen to the naysayers. He just kept planting. What was he doing? He was sowing a radical seed. Uh, What happened? He reaped a radical harvest. Mm. You can sow a ridiculous radical seed. Just ridiculously radical seed. And you'll reap a ridiculous radical harvest. (laughs) The Bible says in the same year, in the time of famine. Oh, when the crisis was going on. When drought was there. Intense difficulty. Mm. In the same year, in the famine, he received a 100-fold return. Oh, my, my, my. Now, Isaac could have reasoned things out and held on to those seeds for years, waiting for the conditions to be perfect, but nothing would have happened. Isaac understood that the power was not in the seed. The power was in the obedience. When he obeyed, that's when the miracle happened. Oh, the conditions don't have to be perfect. The economy doesn't have to be booming for you to be blessed. You don't have to have the most education, the most talent, or live in a certain neighborhood. All the odds can be against you. But when God asks you to do something and you don't argue or make excuses, you just do it. That's when miracles happen. Oh, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Like Isaac. You see, have the attitude that says, God, I don't understand it, but I'm going to sow a seed anyway. That's when you'll see a harvest in the midst of the famine. You'll be promoted even though you weren't the most qualified. You'll see dreams come to pass even though the odds were against you. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. I'm telling you right now, if you will begin to do just like Isaac did. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, glory to God. Even in the midst of that, the chapter begins with a famine in the land. Ever been there? Yeah, corona going on right now. It's called corona. (laughs) Maybe things are going on in your career because everything has come to a stop. Perhaps your relationships or maybe if you're spiritually arid. Doesn't matter what's going on. Each one of those, as you look at them, that's an example of a time of uncertainty. That's what we're living in. That's what's going on right now. So many people are uncertain, unsure. Don't know what the next moment, forget the next day, the next moment holds. Everything is changing, changing, changing. And in the midst of this famine, see, just like the crisis we're in now, Isaac also experienced uncertainty. And though his instincts told him to follow the path of his father, Abraham, and flee, to Egypt. Isaac listened to the Lord and remained where his tent was pitched. (laughs) Then Isaac tries the old my wife is my sister trick. Honey, you're really looking like a sister to me. Let me tell you, these are words no wife wants to hear. He lied. His father lied about Rebecca because he feared for his life. And here go Isaac doing the same thing. He remembered what Abraham had done, doing the same thing with his wife, Rebecca. Isaac manipulated the truth and spun a story to protect himself. But at its core, every lie is simply a lack of trust in the Lord. The uncertainty of life had brought fear into Isaac's heart. It, let me tell you, if only he had thought more about God's promises than his father's ploys. When Isaac stopped fearing God, he started fearing everyone else. And when Isaac started fearing God, he stopped fearing everyone else. You see how it works? And let me tell you, what is God's antidote to our uncertainties today? How in the world 
are we going to reap a harvest in the midst of crisis? As irrational as this might sound, we need to approach uncertainties not by being certain, but by being confident. Now, there's a big difference. Confidence comes from the Latin con, which means with and fides, plus faith. Life is intense, and we live by faith, not sight. Certainty for Isaac would have been water in a drop, reserves of grain in a silo, or an enemy that disappeared. Certainty, Mm -hmm. just like for us in this hour. But God did not respond to Isaac's uncertainties with these certainties. God responded to the famine in the land with a promise to be with him and to bless him. And all God wanted of Isaac was for him to believe his promise through his actions. Oh, yes. And so it is today. The certainty that you're believing and wanting from God in this time of crisis. I know there are certain things you go, I want this and I want this and I want this. But God does not respond to the uncertainties with certainties of what you want. God responded and is responding to you just like he did with Isaac with a promise from his word to be with you and to bless you. All God wants from you is to believe his promise, his covenant that he has made. (laughs) Believe it because what? Of his actions. He's a great God. He has proven himself. And God wants you to prove yourself with your actions of your faith and your confidence in him. Now, look at Genesis 26 and 3. When God assured Isaac with these five words, I will be with you. Paul writes in Philippians 1 and 6, Be confident, not certain, of this one thing, that he who begun a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Then near the end of the chapter, the Lord fulfills his promise to Isaac in Genesis 26 by bringing them to Rehoboth. (laughs) I preached a message once, Rehoboth is just around the corner. (laughs) It was in Rehoboth where Isaac could say with confidence, not certainty, but confidence. Mm. I know that I know I got faith, (sighs) not by sight because I'm living by faith. So he said with confidence, now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. (laughs) Isaac learned to place his confidence in the Lord. He pulled up his stakes. He pitched his tent in a new land where he built an altar just as God calls us to do. This chapter may begin with famine in the land but it ends with we found water. I want you to know your real boat is just around the corner. God has provisions there. God has everything because he is not surprised by this hour. I can't say that enough. It stands to be repeated. Oh, I am not being redundant. I am intentionally repeating this. God is not surprised with the crisis of this hour. And God has a plan for you not to list your certainties from yesterday. God is ready for you to obey him because you're confident in him. You walk by faith and not by sight. If there's a famine in your land and uncertainties abound, everybody's got them. Live in confidence that he who have begun a good work in you will carry it on to the completion and lead you to the well. (laughs) Lead you to Rehoboth. I'm telling you right now, God's ready to do something so great and so powerful. How can you read this chapter, Genesis 26, without thinking about God's faithfulness in the midst of famine, in the midst of a crisis? 
for those whose confidence is in Christ alone. You know, there is a well that springs from the heart of God with waters that will never stop flowing. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. I'm here to tell you, this may be a season for you to pull up some stakes. I know it is for me. There are some stakes. It wasn't that it was bad. It's just that it wasn't producing anymore. The time is up. That old normal has passed away. New things God is declaring. It's time to pull up some stakes and move on. There'll be people that's going to relocate all over this land. There are going to be those that God's going to switch and change around plans in their lives. God is changing everything around, pulling up stakes. But one thing about it, make sure that you are following the direction of the Lord, not with certainty, but with faith and confidence in God, walking by faith and not by sight. That's how you reap a harvest in the midst of crisis. And like Isaac, you'll have the attitude that says, God, I don't understand it, but I'm going to sow a seed anyway. I'm going to obey you anyway. That's when you'll see a harvest in the midst of the famine. You'll be promoted even though you weren't most qualified. I'll say it and I'll say it. You'll see dreams come to pass even though the odds were against you. I'll say it and I'll say it. God is looking for people who will have this bold obedience. He's looking for people who will dare to sow a radical seed of faith. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, Isaac, Genesis 26 and 12, Isaac planted crops in that land and the same year reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. God is looking for you who will have bold obedience. He's looking for you who will dare to sow a radical seed of faith. I love you on today. Don't argue. Don't make no excuses. Just do it. That's when miracles happen. Well, my prayer for you is that God allows you to live as long as you want and that you never want as long as you live. I am Carol Dixon and I've decided I want to see miracles happen. I'm not going to argue and I'm not going to make any excuses. I'm just going to obey and do it. Sow that radical seed. God bless. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Dash is connecting to millions of people all over the globe. And we are asking our listeners to help us continue to further our reach by giving. Through your generous gift and donations, it helps us to disseminate this podcast to your location and all over the world. And since Dash is a 501c3 organization, every generous gift is tax deductible. To learn more, please email us at imcaroldixon at gmail.com. For we want to serve billions of people positively, productively, and prayerfully. We want to thank you for being a part of the Dash community, for you are the very best part of Dash Podcast. And remember, Dash is always on.